Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Will Fleming with Gresham Keefe. Will, good afternoon. Fellas, what's going on? I just hope whoever wins that auction, one of the nine people they pick is Alex Rodriguez, and he can come and Roger can just drill him one more time. <laughs> For all time's sake. Oh, they, so we got to get Veritech then out there, and then it leads to other yeah. problems. Will, would you be able to round up nine people easily if you were the uh, – we know you're a man of – significant means and uh you know every fleming we think is calling games somewhere but you know would you be able to round up nine people to go take some big daddy hacks off of uh the rocket man i would pretty easily that would that one would be an easy easy phone call i'd have people flying in from other states to do that but uh i would think that almost anybody if you called your buddies and said hey fenway park roger clemens let's go i, I think you'd get a lot of quick yeses I would say so. I would stand so far away from the plate, too. I'd be terrified, even at his age, <laughs> yeah. of him drilling me. I'd be like, I'd be like I'd move closer. I'm like, I'm good here. I'm good here. I just You throw it. I'll see what I can do. Uh, Will, I need a ruling on this. Does last night count as a series win against the AL East? You're damn right it does. I'm counting it. I mean, we're, we're, you know, we're reaching for stuff these days, but uh, we said that in the postgame. And you know what? At, at the way things are going right now, the way this month has gone, you'll take anything you can. And uh, I, I, I just continue to think that it's a reminder that, you know, with the addition of some of these pieces, it, it's, I think it can be somewhat easy from afar to say, man, the Orioles never lose. Or, the, you know, a month ago it was the Yankees never lose. Or, my goodness, the Mariners, they, they're on this incredible roll. And then, you know, what happens? You, you see them up close and personal, and you're in a lot of these winnable games. And – Again, it's going to come down to me to whether the bullpen can hold leads, to whether the bullpen can keep you in striking distance, because most everything else, you know, these teams are not that different that are vying for these playoff spots. Uh, Will, what is the vibe around this group right now? I know when we talked last week, it was coming off the, hey, invest in us, and then they had a bad week. How is this team right now? Well, I thought it was really interesting. We had Tommy Pham on in the postgame last night. He said, my vibe right now is to be totally urgent about everything I do and to over-prepare and to bring energy and to bring a spark. And I think he and Eric Hosmer both feel some kind of responsibility to, to bring a little life, and they both have. Um, I'd be lying if I told you that there's still not a little bit of lingering uh, confusion, for lack of a better word, as to you know what's going on big picture. Um, with with the inability to add some things that I think a lot of people in that clubhouse wanted them to add. But, but again, Hosmer and Pham have settled in, and, and I do think those guys are going to help. 
And I, we all know this, winning is a wonderful tonic. And I think it's just coincided, uh, the trade deadline and the loss of Christian, with a tough spell, and that's going to you know, put people in a sour mood. So I think if they can have a good series against the Yankees, then it does set up really well next week, Pittsburgh and Baltimore. So I think things could be uh, a lot more optimistic seven days from now. Will, what do you make of J.D. Martinez? Obviously, he was a guy that could have been traded at the deadline. He wasn't. They opted to, to keep him here. But really, outside of a great month of May, he has struggled. I think he has one home run in like the last two months. What do you in a contract year for him? What do you make of JD Martinez right now? It's hard to understand. I mean, and nobody works harder than he does. And he, he is tireless. He's in there watching video, tinkering with his swing, trying anything to get him out of his funk. But this is as prolonged a funk as we've seen. I mean, I, I kind of throw us a 2020 season, the COVID year. A lot of different reasons. Maybe he wasn't ready for the ramp up and we didn't have the video access and all those sorts of things, but uh, it's tough right now. It really is. And, and I said it on the broadcast last night. I, you know, we know that Alex Cora and the Red Sox have this faith in JD and it's well-founded because since he came over in 18, he's been truly one of the great run producers in the whole game. And he can sometimes be one swing away from going crazy, but I think there is an increasing chance that he has to move even further down in the lineup because there are just too many spots right now where, you know, guys are doing it and producing ahead of him, and, and he comes up in big spots, and he just uh, he's in a real, real funk. So maybe somebody like Christian Arroyo, who's been awesome, uh, can take on a more prominent role in the offense. It's, a, it's not an easy spot, I don't think, for Alex Cora to be in because he's been such a, you know, a big part of all this. But right now, uh, he is really fighting. I, I wonder how to look at this series. Will Fleming, a part of the uh, Red Sox network here with Gresham Keefe. Like, you know, the Yankees went from chasing history to now craving some stability. We know the struggles of the Red Sox. There's a part of me that's like, okay, if the Red Sox are going to have any kind of push, the Yankees are very vulnerable right now. But, Will, I wonder if the Yankees are like, oh, Boy, this is exactly what the doctor ordered to get us on track. I guess. I mean, you know, I think vulnerable is a perfect word for it. I really do, because they're not the same team, and they've had some injuries, and Holmes has come back to earth, and they they are a little bit of a mess right now. And and by the way, you know, other than the series at Yankee Stadium going into the All Star break, which those last two games were a nightmare, the rest of the season the Red Sox have played up to the Yankees. They really have, and especially at Fenway Park. So. I think it, it, in some ways the schedule breaks well for you because for whatever reason, um, the, the Red Sox see the Yankees in those pinstripes at Fenway Park and they get up for it. So I, I, I think you can expect a really good effort from the Red Sox. And again, um, it's going to be, you know, maybe John Schreiber against Aaron Judge in a key spot or even, you know, Sawamora against LeMayhew or something like that that's going to decide these games and, and uh, you just hope that the Red Sox get the better end of those those huge moments. Why do you think Jaron Duran's getting as much playing time as he is? Is it just because there's no other options, or does Cora and the front office really see something in this guy? Because, again, you could trace it back to the inside-the-park grand slam, but he's not a good fielder. He's really not much of a hitter. I'm, I'm just confused as to how much run he's getting. Yeah, I don't, I don't think – like if Rob Refsnyder were healthy – I think that he would not be playing as much. Um, and we all know they made the decision to move on from Jackie. Uh, and once that happened, whether you agree with that or disagree with it, 
Um, Jaron was going to be in there almost every day. That was, that was part of the decision they made. Um, and, yeah, the front office sees plenty in him, but they know it's a work in progress. I think particularly defensively, um, he just still looks like a guy who's learning how to play center field, which is hard to do, let alone in the big leagues, much less at Fenway Park. So, yeah, I mean, I think they're waiting on Ref Snyder to get healthy. We, we now know that J.D. is just not going to play the outfield, so that's not an option there, and it's not like they have anybody else right now that they'd like to plug in as the DH if J.D. went out into the outfield. So, you know, it's kind of a, a learning-on-the-fly situation for Jaron Duran. Our friend Will Fleming, a part of the Red Sox Network, here with Gresh and Keith. Will joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. Speaking of Jaron Duran, Will, did anybody pull him aside and be like, hey, don't provoke the fans in an interview. Like, okay, we get it. You're trying to rally around this team, but, you know, poking the fans in Boston in that little sports center hit last week wasn't good. Did, did somebody put their arm around him and say, hey, kid, don't do that anymore? They did. And, I mean, it's not the only moment either. I mean, there have been two or three of these things, um, you know, after the Inside the Park Grand Slam and then that interview and then the thing in Kansas City over the weekend. Um, I, there have been some moments where folks have had to, to pull him aside. And I think that the, the number one message is let's not make it harder on ourselves than it already has to be. I mean, it, playing, playing baseball in the big leagues and, and in Boston is really difficult no matter what don't bring additional attention onto yourself, which is what he does every time he says something like that. And I, I, you just hope that that's the last time we have an incident like we did in Kansas city. Cause I think he's learned now that in our market, that that stuff just doesn't work. And I, it just makes his career even more difficult uh, to accomplish what he wants to do. We asked Bradford if he would ask Tommy Pham to join our fantasy football league, and Bradford says he's afraid of him and he's not going to ask. I don't want to put you on the spot, Will, but what have your impressions of Tommy Pham been so far? Nine games with the Sox since the trade. Uh, What do you think of him? I'll ask him for you. What the hell? Thank Um, you. you All right. Yeah, well, it sounds like you're getting picked up by the cops in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like you're on the lam for crying out loud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Little do you know. Um, yeah, I, I, I really like him. <laughs> yeah, I think you know. I think that the one thing about this group, and you guys know this, I love Devers and I love Bogart so much. I mean, I, I cannot say enough good things about those guys, and they're everything you want in in ball players and people uh, and clubhouse presences. But this team does not have a Dustin Pedroia. They just don't. And and I. I think in some ways the manager is the closest thing to that, but it, but it is better when heard from players. And I'm not saying that guys who come over at the trade deadline are going to be those voices in the clubhouse. They're not. And, and by the way, I'm also not saying that Xander isn't willing to step up and do that because he always is. He, he's the guy now that you know kind of polices things and, and, and sets people straight. Um, but I don't think Tommy and Eric are afraid of doing that either. And so I, First of all, the guy hits the ball hard like every time he's at the plate, and he gives you good at-bats, and that part has been the most important because we all remember that stretch when they were so beat up and hurt where every night it felt like there were three or four guys um, that belonged in Worcester, not in the Red Sox lineup, and that's no longer the case. And I think that gets even more, you know, more, more so when Story comes back and when Kike, who's getting very close, comes back, and all of a sudden then you can – you can have a real one through nine lineup. So uh, I've liked Tommy Pham a lot, both off the field. I've enjoyed the conversations I've had with him. 
he is he's serious, and I like that about him. You know, he takes it seriously. He knows there's a big, big job for him here. Uh, and But most of all, in between the lines, he's really, really produced. I think it's a mutual option for next year for FAM at like $6 million. Do you think that he could be on the Red Sox after this season? I do, but I, but just as a sort of a uh, sort of a clerical thing, mutual options never ever get exercised. It just it doesn't <laughs> happen. Like they, mm. it's just like a contract carve out trick from agents. But never ever is it that both sides agree that that's the exact figure that we're going to come to terms with. I think they almost always scrap it and say we're interested, uh, but here we're going to we're going to begin anew. But I mean, look, uh, he is Tommy has always been a guy that High and Bloom has liked, and so. Uh, I think there's no coincidence that he's here. Eric Hosmer the same way. And I, I definitely think that it's, it's sort of akin to the Schwarber thing, which, you know, we all regret, I think, that Kyle is not here helping this team. But it, once you get a guy in your room and watch it with your own eyes and see the impact they can have, I certainly think it, it makes it more likely that the Red Sox will definitely engage him in conversations to come back. Well, we appreciate any bug you can put in the ear of Tommy Pham about an invitation to our fantasy league being open for him. And uh, good luck. It sounds like you're either running from the law or you're out there playing Frogger in the middle of the street like Costanza that uh, one time in Seinfeld. We hear all the horns and things like that. And we appreciate your time, Mr. Fleming, as always. Thank you. And we'll uh, talk to you next week, friend. I will get the leg shackles off before I talk to you guys again next week. And uh, sorry for the ambient noise. I've got just a lot of moving parts today, but I always enjoy coming on. Nah, you you're the All best. Good. Thank you. And it allows us to have a little fun at your expense there. There goes uh, Will Fleming, part of the Red Sox Network. You will hear him on the Shaw's and Star Market, WEEI, Red Sox Network, coming up tonight. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.